Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms, Episode 178, Igniting Your Faith in All Seasons with Tiffany Bloom. Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Today's episode is supported by Lean by Amanda Nybert. I am now on my second round of the seven-week health program. And you guys, it is just about the only thing that really works for me in reaching my weight loss goals. Not only does this program offer accountability and support, but it also provides a detailed menu plan, workouts, and so much more. And the thing I love most about this program is that it works right into my lifestyle and truly makes me feel my best. You can learn more about this great program by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash lean, L-E-A-N. I also wanna thank our Life Balance members for helping to support this show as well. Life Balance membership is a monthly program full of courses, planning tools, and extra support to help you apply the things that you're learning on the show into your life. Plus, you get podcast bonus content, monthly group coaching, and so much more. You can start a free seven-day trial inside the Your Life Rocks app and experience the first course, Clear the Chaos, for yourself. To learn more about Life Balance Membership, simply go to lifebalancemembership.com. Today on the show, we are talking about the different seasons that God leads us into and how you can really ignite your faith in those seasons. Now, today's conversation, I am joined with none other than Tiffany Bloom. And regardless of the season that you find yourself in right now, I know that this topic will bless you in so many ways. Tiffany is a author, blogger, speaker, teacher, podcast host, wife, and mother. And I know you guys are going to love hearing from Tiffany because she has such a depth of wisdom. Plus, she's pretty darn funny as well. Tiffany Bloom is the author of the acclaimed Bible study, Never Alone. And in February of 2019, she just launched She Dreams, Live the Life You Were Created For. And as a side note, typically on the show, when we are talking about balance, we're talking about those different eight areas of life. And you know, when we're doing different seasons in life, when we're feeling called into a new season or God is really doing something for us in our life, sometimes one of those eight areas can really be at the core of it. It might be a season where God is doing some amazing work in your marriage or a season where you're focusing in on your career or friendships. So before we get into my interview with Tiffany, I want you to just think about the current season that you're in and what God is really doing in your life right now as we speak, as you listen to the show. And keep that in the back of your mind as we go through this interview with Tiffany, as she shares her tips and as she really lays out some actionable things that you can do to move forward in the season that you're in to really ignite your faith. I want you to personalize it and really think about where God has you right now in this season and how all of this applies to right where you are, because I know for sure it will. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Tiffany.
Tiffany, welcome to Your Life Rocks. I am so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so good. I know you've brought your A game for the show and have so much great information for our listeners. But before we get into all of that greatness, we heard about Tiffany, who's the author, the speaker, the ministry leader. But tell us more about Tiffany, the woman. I am a woman who is a three on the Enneagram. I don't know if you've talked about mm. the Enneagram, but I... I love to roll up my sleeves. I love to get my hands dirty. I love to be a part of something that matters. I love to parent my two little boys. I have an eight and four year old and they keep me on my toes. I'll tell you what, that is, that <laughs> no is joke. a need for grace <laughs> at all times. Absolutely. Ooh, ooh, yeah. But I love to have my friends over. I love to be with my girlfriends. I love to wake up every day knowing this is a beautiful day. It's sacred. It's holy there's something so sweet in it. So I'm a natural optimist. I really am. I see the best in everything. Even, you know, I (laughs) just took my kids to see the second Lego movie. And the main character, if you haven't seen the Lego movie, he's just ridiculously happy. And I was like, I just, I find myself in him just, I really like to wake up and think this is beautiful. This is the day the Lord has made. I'm really going to be glad in it. I love that. I love that so much. And from an Enneagram nine with a wing of one. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. The threes around me. And, you know, I think it's amazing to see everything that God is really doing through your life, through your ministry, your new book that just came out. She dreams live the life you were created for. It's absolutely amazing just to see the hand of God and everything that you're doing. So kudos to you and for really following him and his direction that he has for your life. Thank you. Yeah, it's so great. And I know today we're going to be talking about igniting faith in all seasons of life because as women, there's a lot of seasons that we go through. But I want to kind of unpack this before we get into some of the really great practical steps that you have for us and how we can do that. First, let's talk a little bit more about what a season is. And, you know, because I think sometimes we throw around some words, especially, you know, I I like to call it Christianese sometimes when we talk about like seasons. But what for you defines a season? and how we're talking about it today. Yeah. I think especially as a woman who has kids and also passions outside of the home, I think seasons are often marked by whatever rhythm is necessary to keep that couple months or even one month going. So if it's a season of busyness or a launch in my professional life, or if it's a season where my kids need more, I think the values determine my season. So if it's the value of needing to be more time at home or I'm going to be stretched more on the work side or season of developing people or developing my own heart in a certain area or my own expertise. I think whatever values rise to the top very much determine what that season looks like and what I need to be and pursue in that season. Mm, Yeah, that's a great answer. I know for me, whenever I've encountered different seasons, it's always something different that God is really doing and stirring inside my soul in that season. And I love the transition of seasons. I don't know about you, but I just love that how he prepares us as we start to transition. And some seasons seem to be really short and some of them seem to be a little bit longer. But I think that that's an important distinction to make as we're talking about how we really turn to faith and how we ignite our faith in those different seasons that we find ourselves in. Absolutely. And I love how you said you love the changing of the seasons, knowing there's something sweet to be savored in each and every one. There's something the Lord has for us in each season. It's not wasted. Even in the snow, things aren't dead. They may appear barren, but they're not. They're pregnant with a new season. Spring is coming. Fall is coming. Winter is coming. Whatever season we find ourselves in, there's something to be savored. Yes. And I love that you use the word savored. So one of the things that I love about 
everything that you do when you're writing, Tiffany, is the the choice of words that you use. And you have already like shown it in this podcast interview already, just using the word savor. But when we're talking about our topic at hand today, really diving deeper into our faith, you use the word ignite. So talk to me about the importance of that word igniting our faith in the different seasons and what it means for you. Yeah. I love that word specifically for a reason that has really come up in my husband and I's life recently. And it's this idea that there's a burning center and an expanding edge. Everything we're dreaming about, everything we're working toward, if we're you know passionate about bringing heaven to earth, that burning center has to be ignited. That burning center has to be ignited or you're not going to gain ground. It's not going to expand. You're not going to reach all that you long to reach and all that you long to change and all that you long to do. So you've got to get that fire started. And as much as we want to be pulled in a million different directions and the sirens of come be better, faster, stronger from everything that's pulling us in every different way, if we first go to the throne and let our faith rise, let our faith be ignited into something, honestly, an inferno that just consumes all, that becomes our true north. That becomes the central value that we bounce everything off of. And if it doesn't align with what the Lord's doing and stirring within us, we know to say no to it. It really keeps us on track and saying no to all the good things to make room for the great things God is doing. Mm, I love that. And I love that that so translates into every different area of life of having that, what you call a true north or that compass, that burning center, whether it's in your marriage or your career or parenting or any of the eight areas that we talk about, I definitely can see how that is so important. And I love the expanding edge piece to that as well. Can you explain a little bit more on on what that would look like when we're talking about igniting and that expanding edge? Absolutely. There's an old saying that if you set yourself on fire, everyone will come to watch you burn. And it was used in the the context of evangelism. (laughs) That's very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it was used in the context of evangelism by an old scholar. However, this idea that if it's flowing through you, if the fire's flowing through, it's going to reach to every corner of your life and it's going to begin to spill out on other people. I think a good example of this is the civil rights movement even. That was birthed in the church. That was birthed in the belief that God created us, man, woman, no matter what color, no matter what age or season, that we were all equal before the throne of God and that that should be mirrored here on earth. And so we see this idea of, you know, let's take Rosa Parks, who I talk about in the book, this woman, this vulnerable woman was the one to stand up and make a stand. It was that burning center, that belief that God created us as equal and the expanding edge. We all know her name to this day. We all know her sacrifice and her willingness to stand up for what she believed. And so it continued to spread and spread and spread and spread. And many of us can't name the majority of people who were key players or activists or abolitionists during the civil rights movement, but many of us can remember her. Why? Because that burning center reached out to the edge and affected everyone even to this day. My oldest son, he's adopted from Uganda. And the idea that he can sit anywhere on the bus and that he can go to school with anybody of any color came out of a passion of men and women who were burning and believed that it would go to the ends of the earth. Mm, That's so powerful. That really is really powerful. And I think, you know, we talk a lot on the show about sharing our faith and especially when you go into the workforce, right? That's you're kind of forced to be around people that you can really impact yeah. in, a, in a really spiritual way, in an eternal way. I mean, you never know how that's going to unfold. I, I became a Christian from someone who I worked with when I was 19. And so you just never know how those expanding edges are going to impact other people and what then that is going to bring for generations to come. 
Oh, yeah, girl, that's a word right there. Mm, that's so amazing. I'm so excited to talk about this because as we're bringing these things together, right, with the different seasons that God brings us through and, and the different seasons that he wants to do different work in us, and we're talking about this igniting, this burning center and having this expanding edge, I think it gets me excited to really think about, wow, this coming together and what is God going to do through me in the current season that I'm in? So I know you have some really practical steps for us, four practical steps, in fact, on how, regardless of the season that we're in, how we can really ignite our faith. So what's that first one that you have for us? Yeah. I first want to add to that, just to, as you say, ignite your faith. I just love that so much because when our faith is ignited, we are the truest version of ourselves that God intended. Mm, Amen. We, We couple our skills, our strengths, our abilities with our experiences, our losses, our grief, and our victories. We couple that all together to be the woman God intended and to walk that out with dignity, with honor, and with grit and strength. So first, I would say, really just spending some time with the Lord and journaling, what brings deep gladness? What stretches you? What excites you? What is going to be a blessing to other people is going to bring glory to the Lord and bring a deep joy to you. I think that we'll find as we process through and really kind of think that out and and tease it out, we'll find that those are all related. Those aren't isolated parts of our being. They all work together to create our personhood. Secondly, we really have to begin with the end in mind. I think of anywhere we want to go or anything we desire to develop in ourselves, and as we walk with the Lord, and really this isn't self-help. There's no use for that. I think in its core is deeply oppressive. But when we answer yes to the call of God in our lives, when we chase after him with everything that we are, he invites us. He's the dream giver. He invites us to be a woman of truth and grace and mercy and hope and love and generosity. So as we do that, when we picture the woman that God has designed us to be, we can kind of step back from that and think, okay, what would it take to get there? Where do I need to stretch? I know for me personally, very honestly, I will say, Jenny, that becoming a woman of great grace, becoming a woman of great grace with my kids, because I do not want to end up in a maximum security prison, or (laughs) I need the Lord to come back. So expanding to be a woman of such grace, of such consistent grace and patience, And then that's also practical of beginning with the end in mind. You know, maybe you long to be a writer or an artist or whatever the case may be, thinking about what practically, who do you need to contact? What do you need to learn? Whose feet do you need to sit at to really develop that part of your gifts and your strengths? Mm. And then I think as well, considering the emotional, relational, and financial cost to move forward. I think when we think of the dreams and igniting our faith to reach those dreams and becoming the woman that God created and intended us to be, it's easy to let our disappointments cloud our future, cloud any perspective possibility that could be. And so going back and looking at those primal wounds, those wounds that have happened today in the days past 10, 20, 30 years ago, whatever it may be, we are so led by our disappointments, it becomes the filter we see through. So if we can bring those to the altar and exchange them with God's grace and peace and love and remembering that anything that has threatened our sense of identity, he can exchange that with himself. What we need most in this life is him. That is what ignites our faith. That is what stretches us to be all that he intended. So really considering all those disappointments and then also to move forward, to be that burning the center and to see that expanding edge, considering the emotional, relational, financial costs to move forward in this season. And lastly, consistently keeping Christ 
at the center of all we do. We have to remember in the mundane moments and the messy moments and the chaotic crisis moments, he's present. He is present. He is not far from us. He has not forsaken us. He has not turned his back. He is with us, available always to draw near our great companion. Amen. Amen. I love that these four tips, and I'm going to just going to review them really quick, and then I'm going to go back through each one, and I have a couple questions for you Yeah. for them. So number one is really journaling through. I love that you put deep gladness and what stretches you. I think that those are, are different contrasts that we don't always think about when we think about journaling. So I love that. I'm going to dive into that a little bit more. Number two was beginning with the end in mind. Number three, considering the emotional, relational, financial costs to move forward in the season and then consistently keeping Christ in the center of all you do. So let's go back to that first one of really journaling through what brings gladness. And I love that these four things really intermix. They're not like clean cut, like four steps. They're all just kind of intermixing. Because as you were talking about the journaling and, and even with the beginning, with the end in mind, having that be that focus of that journaling of like you were saying, I was thinking about our audience and those in our community who are currently have a goal for that next promotion in their career, or they are looking to develop in their career to get to ultimately where they want to go and looking for what those steps are going to be. And I think having that with the end in mind and really journaling through, how is that getting to where you want to go? How is that considered with your emotional, relational, financial cost to you? So how do you see these four things really kind of working into each other. So if someone is is kind of finding themselves at a new season and that they're in that transition of going into a new season of life and God has just kind of finishing something and starting something new, how do you recommend them kind of going through this process, just breaking up in the journal and kind of thinking ahead of time, like what the end in, is in mind or kind of just journaling where they are currently? Yeah, great question. I would say first, just to establish the validity of journaling is In therapy, one of the biggest things my counselor told me is when you journal, when you write things out, it removes things from your subconscious to your conscious brain. And it really, you're able to think about things much more concretely. And so it's not intended to be formulaic, but rather a compass to what would benefit me next. So we're not spinning our wheels constantly wondering, why am I not moving forward? Why am I not getting to where I want to go? But if we were able to draw a path, understanding that we're not, it's not going to be A plus B equals C all the time. It could be a messy path. It could be with plenty of valleys and mountaintops, but a path nonetheless. So that's a first where I think journaling is so powerful. And to really pour out your thoughts before the Lord and inviting him to be present as you do that. But I think first, really importantly, journaling, what brings deep gladness, what stretches you? Because before you ever want to begin with end in mind or plan it out, so to speak, you really want to tap in to your deepest desires and your deepest pull and push. So those things that really do stretch you, those things that really irk you, but you know that they're an opportunity to grow. They're an opportunity to really grow through and, and really stretch and be a woman of strength and grit. So I think that always starting with what brings deep gladness, what stretches you, because ultimately as women of faith, we long to spend our life on what brings glory to God, joy to us and a blessing to other people. Mm, that's really great. So that's kind of really that first step as you're entering the season. And how do you see prayer really entering into this? Because I, I know for me, when I go into these different seasons, sometimes I don't really know what to expect. I don't know what God is doing in that season yet. I just feel like he's about to do something. And there are certain things I, of course, I always want him to do, but right. that doesn't mean, you know, he follows my agenda. So, <laughs> so how do you bring prayer into these seasons? 
Yeah, I think this is all an offering. I think this is this experience and this exercise is all a prayer. I think it begins and it's the through line and it ends with prayer. I think that the minute we try to just do this all on our own, we feel it, don't we? We're just trying to live from a place of control. But when we remember that there's a dream giver here, there's a dream giver who loves us, who longs to partner with us at every point, that this isn't outside of his will or his way, but this is with him, the waltz with him from beginning to end. So I think that inviting him to be present and inviting him to lead and guide through scripture, through even just biblical characters who we draw strength from and who can really give us lessons and nuggets that we wouldn't have had before. So I think, honestly, I see this as an act of worship (laughs) uh, and an act of prayer the whole way through because there's nowhere and no way we want to go without him. Absolutely. Totally, absolutely true. So when we're talking about considering that emotional, relational, and financial cost to move forward in this season, I would challenge our listeners to, you know, even add in all the eight areas of life in here because we have a lot of them on there. I mean, the emotional, I think, is kind of that overarching umbrella piece to it, but then also thinking about how this process really hits into your career and parenting and your health and in your home and and what that is going to look like as it manifests into those different areas of your life. Because I think that being proactive and kind of, although we don't know what curveballs are going to be thrown our way, but the more we can kind of anticipate how that's going to affect or how we need to be proactive about it not affecting different areas or protecting different areas of our life, I think can be really important because seasons that God brings us through, they are, like you said, it's not always A plus B or two plus two equals four. Like sometimes it's a winding, winding road and we don't always know which way it's going to go. Other things that we should be considering as we're thinking proactively going into a season Yeah, I think understanding that it's always wise to be flexible. I love how you said you don't know the winding road and flexibility and expecting things to go wrong is probably a good idea. I think for so many of us, we're so shocked when we something goes wrong and it feels like two to the chest and we think, why am I trying so hard? Why don't I just give up? This is always how it's going to be. And so we get on this hamster wheel with our thoughts and our actions. And really that's not what the Lord intended. This is meant to be a journey with him just the unforced rhythm of a journey with him. And flexibility is so key in that because things are going to go wrong. Things are going to hit the fan and we have to be able to say, okay, Lord, where do I go with this? What do I do next? And being willing to not give it up or throw the baby out with the bathwater, but truly just be flexible thinking, okay, that didn't work, but Lord, what do you have next? And just as you said, these, the eight areas that you're referring to and, and really thinking of all the aspects of, you know what? life is completely unpredictable. Because I think the little tangent on this is I think in this world we live in that celebrates self-help, we forget the part where we aren't in control. <laughs> and, <laughs> that little uh, part. <laughs> as much as we want to say like, you can do it, you just have to do this and you're a winner and you can get to this next level. It's like, well, you could get a call tomorrow that changes everything. Mm-hmm. So we have to be able to hold it all, hold it all in our hands and say, Lord, this is all yours this is all yours. When something goes wrong, this is all yours. When something goes right, this is all yours. And I'm going to be flexible on the journey. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so this, the last question I have for you is we're looking at these four. So the fourth thing is really consistently keeping Christ at the center of all that you do. And you know, I know for me, sometimes I've gone through seasons where I feel so close to God. Like I feel like 
that season was really to not just bring me closer, but for me to really feel the spirit and being really strong connection with the spirit. And then I've gone through other seasons where I'm like, Lord, where are you? (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm just screaming in the dark and you're not even there, even though I trust and know that you are. So talk to us a little bit about how we deal with that when we're in different seasons where it's easy, obviously, when God, we feel him near and we can hear his voice and we just, you know, it's such a, a precious season with him. But then those seasons that are a little bit more void of feeling him, hearing him right by our side, what advice do you have for someone who finds himself in a season like that? Yeah. When I look at the scriptures in Jesus' time with the disciples, I think the ones he was with often, they needed that. They needed his voice, didn't they? They needed the reassurance. They needed his presence. There was something there for them. And in the times he was absent, I think for those he was absent from, for those he deeply trusted, it was a promotion in the kingdom. It was a knowing that God was near. And even if we didn't feel it, see it, taste it, sense it, God was near, God was at work, and he was at the center. He was at the center. And so I think that there's just this sweet knowing that we have to remember that he is not blind to what's going on in every season of our life. And I think as someone who just launched a book, you don't think you're neurotic until you have to do that. And and when your heart is to just shepherd women and love women and encourage women, it can feel crazy, pull your hair out moments when you are faced with analytics and wondering, do I get to do this again? And your work depends on public consumption. It'll make you go crazy, Jenny. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. And even then, keeping the Lord at the center, it's like, oh, this is all yours. This is all yours. Going back to what you know is true, I think is so vital in every season, whether you feel him or whether you don't. Going back to what you know is true is that he's near. And in the moments when it feels like he's not, he, he has entrusted you with his spirit. He's entrusted you with his spirit to know that no matter what, no matter the highs, no matter the lows, he's present. Mm, Amen. Amen to that. I think that that is exactly it is having the faith of knowing that he is there. So Tiffany, I'm just going to ask you before we kind of switch gears, I want to ask you a couple questions about your books. But before we do that, do you have any other parting thoughts on this for the women out there that are listening to this, regardless of the season that they're in and related to how they can ignite their faith in that season? What would you have to say for them? I would say that so many of us live far beneath our privilege. We are heirs. We are so deeply beloved by a holy God who gave his son. And so this idea that we feel like we have to do it all, be it all, that is so misplaced. It is so misplaced. We must remove that from the throne and place him on it and walk with him each and every day. There's so much goodness available tucked deep in him. Mm, I know that that word was for somebody. So thank you. Now, your new book, She Dreams, Live the Life You Were Created For. Talk to us a little bit about this book. What can someone expect when they pick it up and when they begin to read it? Yes, it is really targeting women who feel like maybe dreams are a waste of time. Maybe they are looking through the lens of disappointment, as I mentioned earlier, and they feel like, you know what, dreams are for those who are more resourced, finished school, or maybe got more going on and I, you know, got, I'm up to my neck and kids and things are just crazy. I can't imagine dreaming. And so I highlight various women in history who really got after it, even when they had a lot of irons in the fire, women like Julia Child, women like Margaret Thatcher and countless missionaries and various women who knew that God called them to such a great, great life that would beckon them to live dreams that would outshine and outlive them. 
Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And I love the whole premise of this book. I think that it is really practical. I think that it really speaks on a whole spiritual level and, and it does kind of ignite like an inspiration and a motivation to reach for more and, and to dream a little bit bigger and trust that God has those dreams and hears them as his prayers. So thank you so much for providing everything that you do to support women, to motivate women, and to most importantly, have God at the center of everything that it is that you are doing as you're serving others. Oh, thank you. It's an honor. Awesome. So now tell people where they can learn more about you, where they can pick up She Dreams. Yes, you can pick up the book at shedreamsbook.com. It will link to all your favorite retailers, tell you a little more. You can watch a promo video, all that good stuff. And you can find me at tiffanybloom.com, B-L-U-H-M. And I hang out mostly on Instagram at Tiffany Bloom. Fantastic. And we will link to everything, Tiffany, in our show notes page at yourliferocks.com. Tiffany, thanks so much for coming on this show. It was such a pleasure. Oh, thanks for having me. There you go. I pray that this episode blesses you. I pray that God would really use it to speak to your heart, to speak into your situation, and to really guide you through whatever season you find yourself currently in. And you can learn more about Tiffany and everything that she shared about, notes from this show, and all of the links of anything mentioned at yourliferocks.com. And we're going to keep this conversation moving and going inside of our Facebook community. If you're not yet a part of our community, you can search it right up inside of Facebook. Just search Your Life Rocks and you will find the group or you can go to yourliferocks.com, click on community and find it there. Regardless of the season that you're in, there is something to be said about being proactive and being prepared and setting yourself up for success regardless of what you're facing. So if you've not yet taken the free course inside of our free Your Life Rocks app, I highly encourage you to do. The course is called Weekly Success Planning and I will guide you through step-by-step the process of up-leveling your weekly prep. So it really impacts all areas of your life, helps you reach your goals and moves you forward further in the season that you're currently in. So before this podcast is even over, you can hop on over to your app store, download your Life Rocks and take the course today. In addition to that course inside the app, you have access to the full catalog of the Your Life Rocks podcast so you can go and have a listen and you'll get the next episode next week delivered right inside your app. Because you know, we have even more goodness for you as you are redefining balance for you and your life. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Bye.